Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I say it, I say it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run on up. This is what he does. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio. Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shalom, 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 my brothers and sisters. Oh, yes. Guess who's back in the house? Like I said, guess who's in the house? Uh, we give y'all this sound, and y'all will know. Yeah, you know, when you hear that sound, you know who's in the house, man. You know who's in the house. It also got to do it like this. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Like they say, rumble, young man, rumble. Yeah, Lines Vibe Radio is back up in his house, man. The return of Lines Vibe Radio. It's been a while, but we are back up in here. Oh, yes, sir, man. Sounding good. Ready to get it on. Ready to get it on. Yes, sir, the return of Lions Vibe Radio is in the house right here. Man, hosted by none other than your brothers. Y'all know we got Moray David Israel. Y'all know him as well as by Rabbi David Israel is up in his house tonight. Yes, sir, indeed. And me, myself, used to be a.k.a. Formerly known as Sunray 9. Y'all heard what I said. I said formerly known as Brother Sunray 9, like I told y'all. Uh, he's still retired. Yeah, I'm still the same person. I'm him, but I'm retired. He retired. Uh, Moriaria Israel is in his house, man. Yes, sir. That is me, and that is the name that I will be going by for now on. You know, I had it already, but, you know, we want to make sure. So, yeah, I know I had to show and said I retired, but, man, y'all know, man. It's, it was hard sitting over there. Uh not doing some of these shows and not getting into certain things, you know. But we hadn't been gone, man. Uh, Maury, David, Israel, and uh, myself, we hadn't we hadn't stopped podcasting. We hadn't stopped doing shows. We just, like I told you, we had just, just been sitting back. Not sitting back. Um, we just stayed focused on our ministry. That's, so that's what we have been doing and just been focusing on building the ministry up and, and, and studying it and keeping that going. Uh, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, y'all know that. Uh, and I put a show that we did last night. I posted that in the archives uh, last for last night. So a class that we were just, you know, we just did freestyle last night. We didn't really do any really biblical studies or nothing. But uh, before we get into this, I'm going to tell y'all how y'all can keep up with uh, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah, though, of our ministry that we have been doing. We have, we still, we got the two things that we got going. We have the, uh, still the talk show part we have the uh, talk show uh that the moray david is real we, it's like we're not saying we two camps <laughs> we, we were all but you know uh mother moray i would slow down so i get my words right y'all i've been tired tongue lately man i've been tired tongue y'all start calling me moray tired tongue i guess man i can't get my words right let me slow it down before i get a ticket here we go so brother moray david israel he's been running the uh, the congregation over there for uh, talkshoe.com. 
Uh, yes, he's been holding that down and been doing an outstanding job over there for the talk show. And you also can find where he do the talk show, you know, it get distributed out through all the um, distributing podcasting sites such as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Amazon, and y'all know all the major uh, podcasting sites. You can catch the talk show and the classes that he do right there on TalkShoe.com. And uh, I just I'd be on the congregation over there for the on YouTube, and where you can catch a lot of the classes that I do. Well, most of all the classes I do, and no, we don't link up together and do some classes. Uh, but yeah, you catch us out on Liberation Tabernacle of Y'all on YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, so that's how you can find Liberation Tabernacle of Y'all where we have been. But we're gonna try to bring back the Lions Vibe Radio and uh, see what it do. You know. I wasn't going to come back and do this, but Mama Pearl has supposed to been coming back doing the show. And I was like, well, and that's the only reason I brought the Coach of Freedom back um, to try to bring it back. She had shut it down for a minute, and she was going to do some YouTube, but she's supposed to came back and do something over here. So I told her I might do some periodically, but, you know, um, so I, I, you know, so we don't know. Um, so we're just going to bring back our thing and going to keep it going in here. We're going to keep it right. We're going to keep it right. We're going to keep it in respect. Let me say this before I get started and bring my brother David in. And here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to make sure we start doing this thing here. You know, we're going to try to keep this thing respectful. You know, we don't want all that stuff like we ended out, you know, last time with, uh, anybody you call and stuff. We want to, if callers, we want to be respectful when you call in and, and even as the host, if nobody's being disrespectful to each other, man, let's keep it, let's keep it really professional and we're going to do all that bull crap. As long as the conversation is being respectful, we're going to ride with it. You know, if it's, it get disrespectful, I'm just going to start booting people out the damn, uh, of the thing. That's all. Simple as that. We're going to put up with all that stuff like we used to do. We're going to keep it respectful and all that. No name calling each other, you know, and all this bull crap. We ain't doing that. We're going to act like we grown folks up in here, all right? We're going to act like we got some sense. We're going to act like we grown. Can we do that right? Can we do it? This is this is what it's about. Let's let's because we talk about the youth and how they're going astray and the other things that they're doing. But hell, if, if if the elders we as elders don't know how to act right, how in the hell can we expect the younger generation to act right? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So right there said, man, let's bring the more Ray David Israel up in here, uh, um, and let's get it on, man. Let me see. And I still remember how to do this thing over here. Okay, there you go. Shalom, shalom, more Ray David Israel. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you, brother. I got you loud and clear. All hey, brother, right. Matthew, one quick. All I wasn't right. breaking up, brother. I wasn't breaking up on your end, brother. You were sounding real low. I texted you that you were sounding real low. But Okay, okay. Go ahead, it then, picked, It picked back up, though. I'm pretty sure you can edit it later on. Okay. You know. Oh, I got you. I got to, I got to move closer to my mic. I had my uh, phone on mute so it won't ring, but I got you. I appreciate it, brother. I got you. Go ahead, do your thing. Okay. How you been doing, brother? All right. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm going to start off with uh, uh, Shema Israel or the Nalahane or the Nalakad. I would like to say shalom to uh, Liberation, Liberation Tabernacle of Yah. Uh, check us out over there at Talk Shoot. Uh, also, check us out on our YouTube page. Liberation Tabernacle Yah. I would like to give a shout out to my 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 man. So it it's just an honor to be 
with my brother, my my brother, Moray Ari Israel, uh, for helping us to make this happen. Um, so I would like to give him a shalom. I love you, brother. Uh, hell, we'd have had ups and downs. I I tell you straight, it's time we talk half the time. <laughs> yes. But guess what? We still come back eye to eye. We still come mm. back eye to eye because we know the love we have in our hearts for the Most High Yah and the Tanakh. So I would like to thank that brother. Shalom to you, Torah, to the Rabbi Adonai. And uh. um, and like I said, man, it's it's good to be back on air. And um, like I said, man, it's it's a beautiful thing, you know, brethren joining together in unity. This yeah. is this is you know this is what we need right now in this world. I know y'all <clears throat> hear me say a lot of a lot of shit. I say a lot of things that ain't right. I know I do. I know sometimes Moray David Israel. He, I might say some things that might not be right to y'all, but trust me, it's all wisdom. Because I live off of wisdom, and I live off of what y'all has showed me from what I went through. So, uh, and that's the same thing with Moray Ari Israel. He lives by wisdom also. Me and him, we, we hell, we done been Islam. We done been uh, Israelites. We still are Israelites. We done studied masonry. He studied masonry. I've stu- been in masonry. I've studied masonry. We, we've done this. So everything that we talk about comes from wisdom. It comes from wisdom. So, um... I'm going to uh, just say, man, we we just coming in here to, just to show y'all, not just show y'all, but teach y'all, teach and show y'all. Everybody has a teacher within them, and that's what we chose to use our art, no matter what we do, when we're not on the airwaves or not at the tabernacle, but we here to show y'all what's up and what the real is. So Moray Ari, <laughs> I preach y'all know y'all know how we do. Uh I'ma get out a, 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 a scripture for y'all. I want to speak about something tonight. Uh let's go to Let's go to a scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, 13, no, Deuteronomy 18 and 20. I'm going to bring out a scripture. Y'all know that the rabbi is going to bring out some scriptures. Deuteronomy 18 and 20. It says, but the prophet who willfully shall speak a word in my name, that which I have not commanded him to speak, or who shall speak in the name of the gods of others, that prophet shall die. So 
when we're talking about prophets, a prophet is somebody who is raised up from Yah to to uh, show the people, to show the people what what to do uh, uh, from the Tanakh. Somebody to bring you back to Yah. Some of us we fall off the path. So, something I want to bring up, and y'all know, uh, Rabbi David Israel, Moray Ariel. We've been through so much stuff, and there's in ministries. <laughs> when we see there's something that we see in the Israelite community, the Messianic Israelite community. And I told Moray Ariel, you know, I. I would let him deal with the Messiah, the the, the, the Jesus thing. <laughs> but y'all know I'm a, I'm gonna bring it up in any damn way. Yes, sir. Go I'm gonna bring it up too. Bring it out. Our, our people gotta stop believing in Yahushai. Mm. Y'all gotta stop believing in this Jesus Christ, this Yahushai. This Yeshua, y'all gotta stop believing in this stuff. Because for one thing, a man cannot die for us the sins of somebody else. If you sin, you transgress the law, the statutes, the commandments of Yah. That means you broke the law of Yah. So when we see some of these uh, Messiah, so-called Messiah-type figures, we see the Farrakhans. We see the General Yohannes. We see the Zabats. We see the GMS. We see all these organizations. They're all giving double honors to these brothers, and brothers who have not done nothing for you, do nothing for you. They die. They can die anytime they can die. So this is something our people got to get out of. We got to stop believing in these Messiah-type figures. These brothers and sisters are not going to do nothing for you. They cannot help you out for no reason at all. Nothing at all. So there's something that this is something that our brothers and sisters got to get out the habit of doing is believing in these these uh, so these leaders. This is something we got to get out of. Y'all, y'all does not want us to believe in a second person. He does not want us to believe in a second person. When we hear, when we're looking at, there's a scripture. There's a scripture right here. Deuteronomy uh, 13 and 4. Deuteronomy 13 and 4. Deuteronomy 13 and 4. Let me get it out for y'all. Deuteronomy 13 and 4, it says, 
do not hearken to the words of that prophet or to that dreamer of a dream. For Hashem Yah is is with for Hashem Yah your Yah is testing you to know whether you love Yah with all your heart and with all your soul. So right now Yah see you testing out there. Y'all know if we're going to fall astray from him or not. He knows. Y'all know a lot of y'all don't believe it, but he knows. And when you're looking at some of these leaders out here, y'all ain't sitting there. Mm -hmm. He ain't sitting there. And we sitting up there following him. That's how we get the Dr. Yorks around. That's how we get the Farrakhan's around. That's how we get the so-called Hewlett Mitchell, okay, so-called Yahweh being Yahweh. That's how we get the Zabats and the, the Yohannas and the GMSs and all these IYC. These is men that have been put there to get you off. That's why y'all sitting up there sending y'all tithes and offerings just like a damn church. You paying for their garments. You're paying for their houses. You're paying for their cars. And they're not giving nothing to you. There's a, a song by a lady named Sheena Easton called No Deposit and No Return. And I'm going to tell you something. They're giving you, a, you're giving them a deposit, and they ain't giving you no returns. Nothing. They can't, they ain't doing nothing for y'all. A lot of these brothers and sisters is homeless, broke, living in their damn cars, living on the street. I'm being serious with you. They giving up everything. Maury Arbiot brought up something to me earlier. And I kind of joked with him uh, yesterday uh, about it. I, 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 I'm going to say it. Maury Ariel was saying how when we're looking at a lot of Israelite congregations, a lot of these brothers and sisters, so-called brothers and sisters, out here, they're out here, they got rap. They got every every song that they make is rap. He said, I don't see no Israelite singers out here. He brought this up. And I joked with him. I said, well, you know, bro, <laughs> more of you, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Yeah, brother, get it out. I, I, I told him, I said, I sing a little bit. Y'all know more David Israel. I, I do a little song and dance every once in a while. <laughs> I told him, I, he told me, he said, brother, every time I hear an Israelite song, they either rapping about your house, they, they're not no more singing no more. And, and I told and he told me, he said, man, every time I hear it, they songs, it sounds just like the stuff we hear now. 
They're mm-hmm. wrapping them out. They just replacing it with your house shot. And I, and I, you know, I joke with them, but in my mind, well, while I was at work, because I went to work today. I work seven days a week. I do hair and I cut hair. So I'm sitting up there. I'm like, um, it ran through my mind how a lot of these Israelite brothers and sisters that are so-called rappers are failed artists. And the first thing I thought about was Chingy. I thought about Brandon T. Jackson. I thought about um, what was the other nigga name that, uh, what, what do you call it, Killer Priest. I oh, think yeah. thought about the Wu-Tang Clan. Because the reason why I thought about these guys, what they all have in common is they all used to incorporate uh, what you call uh, uh, spirituality within their music. And when you're looking at a lot of these guys, they intent intent was never to really, their intent was never really to uh, actually make Israelite music. Their mm. intent was never to make uh, a, a conscious music. A lot of these guys get into this as a breakthrough, as a groundbreaking, like when they don't make it in the they regular hits don't make okay less corporation spirituality, and that's when we got the old school uh what you call it the uh prince i kings the uh what you call it, the 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 professor x and the overseer we had those brothers uh what was those uh k m b you know a lot of these brothers and sisters that was out here rapping and making music back in those days, these guys got in the knowledge with them understanding because their career was failing. A lot of them did. So something I told Maury Ariadne years ago, not years ago, but months ago, is the fact that a lot of these niggas out here <laughs> career failed. So they backup plan is to let us get into some spirituality. They got to keep they shining. That's why when I, when I look at Zabak and I look at uh, Elder Cabal from GLCC, I look at Deacon ASAP, they always got camera all in their face. They always want that damn camera shine. And that's something that, you know, I told Moray Aria, I've been in, in the spotlight. Some of y'all might never see me. I don't care. But I've worked in the background of ministries, and I've done all this stuff in real life. I got cars, the dudes cars. I got, I got, I got everything. Got certificates. Got all of this stuff. I've been through all this stuff. So I never want that spotlight. Like Jennifer Hudson said, uh, I don't like. Living under your spotlight. 
I don't like the spotlight. I don't like the camera. I don't. Yeah. I'm one of those type of people who forget all that. So when Maura Aviya brought that to me uh, this morning, I thought about that. I thought about it. I said, damn, a lot of these guys, that's where they come from. That's what they, they, they do. These guys are failed rappers. That's why they always got all these nice garments in. They're always, they're always trying to look beautiful for the camera. Don't get me wrong. We all beautiful in the eyes of y'all. Me and Moray, we, we know we look good for y'all. Our whole purpose is to serve y'all, so we're both uh, beautiful in y'all's eyes. But we don't give a damn about this damn camera. We don't care about all that stuff. So we do research. We stayed in the game, you know, but this is something we know. Notice all of a sudden when they don't get no shine, they all fall back. They get mad. So this is something that I'm I'm trying to tell y'all, you know, these is false prophets out here. That, that that's all in these cameras. Like shoot they say all in the videos. All on the records. That that's what these are. So I don't that's something that that's something that me and Moray yeah we kinda focus on is these false messiahs, false prophets. We focus on that because we see it. And that's what these guys is. They failed entertainers. That's why they, another nigga I'm going to put out here, Sarnetta. Sarnetta, I'm, you, uh, Moray, Aria, you know, you know, yo, 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 Rabbi Dave was going to throw his ass in there. He's, he's another example. It's another example. Sarnetta, Sarnetta TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarnetta. Every time somebody go up there, Divine Prosper, he another failed rapper. <laughs> he don't care about no, yeah. Dr. Reggie. All he do, and they all, I'm going to tell you something, ain't nothing wrong with being in jail, ain't nothing wrong with being in, coming from the street. But these cats are still, still they, they ain't change. <clears throat> they ain't change. They don't want to change. They keep doing the same thing. These are all failed entertainers. That's what their whole job is to do, is to be fair, to, to, to stand up there because they ain't get nowhere in the entertainment industry. Same do with Mr. Falcon. You know I'm going to bring his ass up. Mr. Falcon. What what was he used to be? A violin player? The Charmer? Yes, sir. Mr. Charmer? Calypso. That's why Calypso Louis. That's why every time you see see him, what happened? He always was in the camera smiling. He saw... Dr. Khalid, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, making it. All of a sudden, oh, I have to put this brother down. Oh, because you ain't getting no shine no more. Oh, ain't nobody listening to you no more, Chama. 
He forbidden divine reminders of Elijah. He he fell off from where Elijah Muhammad taught and went right to Scientology. And same thing with many me reason Islam. Hell, reason Islam, every time he get changed, he wanna be all in the camera. He wanna be all in the camera. Every chance to get all on TikTok. Talking about some vaccine. Vaccine for what? Huh? You poison the people with Scientology. You know? So, yeah, so y'all got to be aware of these false prophets, these false messiahs, because they're all entertainers. They're all failed entertainers. That's what they are. And see, Moray Ari, that's why Moray Ari, he always talk about the messiahs every time. This brother be, I'm telling you, this brother be sending me their book he read. He, I'm telling you, this brother is, I, I don't know what. Well, he he like T.J. Henderson off the show, smart guy. This brother be up there highlighting, highlighting book, buying books, hundred dollar books off eBay and stuff. I'm trying to find the truth. I be looking at him. I'm like, man, you sure do like going into this. I'm being serious. Brother yeah. is smart as hell. And I'm gonna tell you something. This brother going to stay on it. This Messiah stuff has got to go. It's got to go. I'm, I'm tired of it. These Messiahs is fake entertainers. These is fake, false entertainers. All people, I'm going to tell you something. And this weed thing, is it's got y'all. Weed is just as bad as you following the Messiah. <laughs> It is. Y'all high off Jesus. Y'all high off a cult leader. Hmm. So y'all got to, this is something that, like I said, Moray Army, I, he, he brings to y'all attention. And I bring, and I'm telling you, I've been tired of that shit for a long time. I'm tired of cult leaders. I'm tired of y'all. Hell, I'm telling you something. It, it's, it's worse than everybody got a damn cult now. Everybody, everybody is trying to proclaim to be a Messiah. So, yeah, some more reality, man, to ask your question earlier, and you ain't going to find no 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 real uh, Israelites trying to bring the soul back to the uh, community. You ain't going to find it. We have to do it. We gotta bring that soul back. Hell, these 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 brothers—they look like rappers. They got the big old Israelite chains. You know, you go look at some GLCC music video. They look just like you might well go ahead. He might well go ahead and be with Player Fly. You yeah, he might well be with your cousin Player Fly. Shoot, ain't they ain't no different. They just failed entertainers that ain't making so they go put an Israelite front and a conscious front on. So yeah, they 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 we probably ain't never gonna have no real soul and, and real brothers and sisters that will bring truth their soul to the community. Ain't, ain't stressing music, nah, it ain't gonna happen. 
It's over. It's yeah. Over. And like I said, and that's how I was looking at it because even you, you got a you got a, just a few sisters now, just a few sisters that will, you know, do a little singing and, you know, a little song uh singing. Um but yeah, I was just, just threw that out at the Maury David Israel and I was like, you know, hey man. I said, damn, now even Israelites, I, I, every song, because, you know, I like to, I want to listen to the music, because I don't know how to listen to uh, all this, what they call, like in the Christian church, they say secular music, you know, what's on the radio, like the Chris Browns and all of this, and and I try to keep my mind, because even what they say gospel is to um, keep you inspired and keep your mind on the most high. Uh, but, you know, in gospel, though, they, you know, what we know as gospel, Kirk Franklin, them, they sing it and all about giving praise to, to Jesus. And uh, but so I try to listen to a little Hebrew music, like what they said, Tanakh only, because there's different music even with that. You know, you got the Messianic community. Um, there's a station on um, on TuneIn. I forget the name of it right now. It's all Messianic music, and I used to listen to it at one time. But you know, now I'm not with all that Messianic stuff. And uh, they always talk about Yahweh Shah, Yeshua, Our King. So it's it's to even listen to that. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing as listening to uh, what they call regular gospel music. And but even with that, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of time, I I I, I have to go and listen to sometime um, some regular what we call gospel stations before I listen to some of these other um, Israelite stations. Because why why you said it, Aria? Because at least sometime now I know even though they're singing about Jesus. And sometimes they don't say mention Jesus in the song, but uh, I listen to certain songs, and if they do say Jesus, I just you know I just blank that out. You know I I just automatically blank that out and just say and I know I said the Most High, but at least a lot of them are, are, are singing like you know you still can hear you some uh, Lee Williams made a peace and blessed be upon his soul the William Brothers you know you get some singing man harmonizing. But the Israelites, they, it's like all they're doing is rapping now. All they, every damn thing about rapping, rapping, rapping. And I, I used to like hip hop. I used to like a little rap. But damn, I don't. When I want to get into my inspiration, music and praise, I don't want to keep hearing rap all the time. I might as well turn on what's this, the station here called Hot One Hundred Seven. You know where they play all rap. I damn near might as well go ahead and listen to that. You know, go ahead and listen to me some uh, Lip Boosie and Slim Thug, whoever the hell rappers are. I don't know how these rappers are made. I mean, it, I just get, I just want to hear some singing, man, some song singing, some soul singing. And but I'm just sick of now. Even like I said, like that was I just threw that at the Moray man. Everything, nobody's really singing anymore. You know. Um, so I was just that was one thought on that one, but uh, uh, you mentioned something though, brother. You you was talking about prophets, a prophet because you was going you were saying something about Deuteronomy. So you mean to tell me, brother, that because they, well, not me, but you mean to tell the people that's out here listening who have ran across these people, they have ran across these people as a congregation that wear purple and gold. I know y'all listening, y'all know who I'm talking about now. We're a purple and gold. And they say they are prophets, brother. They say they are prophets. So, Brother Day, um, you was reading something in Deuteronomy, 
And you was talking about, let me see here. I got to find it back myself. Now, it's Deuteronomy, and I'm reading from my complete Jewish uh, study Bible. It says, if a prophet, now this Deuteronomy uh, chapter 13 and 2, it says, if a prophet or someone who gets a message while dreaming arise amongst you and he give you a sign and a wonder, and the sign of the wonder comes about as he predicted when you, when he said, let's follow other gods which you have not known and let's serve him. Now, wait a minute. Let's, let's stop right there. Now, these people who saying they are prophets, they're doing just this. Now, I don't, I don't know if they had no dreams or nothing, but they do tell you to follow who? Jesus. They're saying they are prophets. They just what they say. I didn't say this. You could go on any one of their YouTube channels. They even say it on the, on, on the street. We prophets of the most high. But they're telling you to do follow who? Jesus. And they say serve him as is because if he's your king, what did, what did the people used to do? They used to serve their king, be servants of the king. That's what they did. They were servants to the, to the king. So if they're saying that Yahshua, this Jesus person, is their king, their Lord and Savior, and think about it, when they even say Lord, that word Lord, I don't give a damn if it's capital L, all capital uh, uh, letters, all four letters of capital, or is it just the L uh, is capital and the rest of it, the letters, the three letters, uh, a small case, it was, it's the same meaning, isn't it? As they say in English, it has certain meanings. It says the master or ruler or owner. And this is what a lot of them, they have the term when they take from the word Adonai, meaning my master. So when they saying, because you don't know, because they, you know, King James, they had, they might have Lord in all caps, but it's still going to say master. They have Lord in, in uh, um, all lowercase letters. It still means my master. So when they saying my Lord and my Savior, my master, so again, you, you're serving that person who they call him Jesus or whatever. So they're bringing you, you know, these guys are just being false prophets as, as David was talking about. Because this is what they say, they are prophets. You, you don't hear us over here. You ain't going to hear us talking about we know prophets. Because listen, what, the word moray only means teacher. Just t- teacher. So that's, we're not, uh, we don't have a titles on ourselves, um, even rabbis, teacher. We're not putting any kind of titles on ourselves. There's something real high. I'm, 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 um, you know, I'm just can't think of nothing right now. I'm Bishop so and so. I'm PhD so and so. Oh, we just saying we teach it. We just we teach information. We don't we don't have high. Uh, I'm Captain this. I'm so and so. You follow my authority. No, we don't we don't do that over here at the Tabernacle. No, we don't do that. But anyway. Uh, Maury was just, just giving y'all something. Uh, and the reason I do a lot of this stuff, uh, uh, one thing with the tabernacle, and I'm always mentioning it because I'm, I'm working on something. I'm, and it's kind of, it's not easy task really to go into because it's so much history and you got to try to look at. Um, and I'm, I'm going to switch gears in a minute on something. Um, but the reason I bring up a lot of this stuff about uh, uh, and more right now, we like, man, I don't want to hear about no damn more uh, uh, <laughs> no Messiah. <laughs> but the reason I, I be into this and looking at this, because like I said, that's why our people there, and they've been there for a long time. There's different cultures in society who have always been believing in, in some kind of savior fellow 
or I said fellow. Damn, I'm getting old school. Some kind of uh, uh, savior person or some this, this not that a Messiah, because even with the word Messiah in Hebrew has nothing to do with the word uh, uh, being a, a savior. Let's get that understanding. The word Mashiach has nothing to do with savior, the word savior, or a person who is coming to save you. As Christianity have taken this word, uh, this word Mashiach, this only mean anointed. And that was um, a title that, that has been attributed to uh, like kings, but, you know, like a king or a ruler or someone in a, a authority figure, that, especially in Israel. You know, that's what that was giving to. And even outside of Israel, you know, had King Cyrus was the most high said according, you know, he was a, a Cyrus who was my anointed. Uh, Leviticus priest, the, the Levitical priesthood. Now, we don't use that word. We say Kohen, the priest. We know that's Catholic Catholicism. But um, but the the, uh, the ruling Kohen, as we say, um, and for uh, the Levites, they were considered anointed, you know. But this thing, when you hear people talking about my anointed and the Lord Jesus is a savior, that Messiah has, is not it has nothing to do with the word savior. So, but anyway, um, so my thing, I'm just trying to look at it and show them because they always talk about, you know, against Judaism. But this whole Messiah concept that people are dealing with today stem from rabbinical Judaism, what we call Judaism or from the rabbis. Because, and I, I got to do, I, I'm, I'm working, like I said, I'm working on something because I got to try to show this. But it's not it's not just so cut and dry where you can just easily just show it because I want to show where it come from. Because all I got to do is just take you to Judaism, and Judaism is going to show you. It, and when you follow Judaism and look up what Judaism believe about the Messiah, and, and they're going to show you. And even you listen to them, they'll tell you, far as the Tanakh, there's no uh, cut cut and dry scripture that actually just 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 say well this this person is going to come and save uh this person is going to be the savior he's going to do this they they it's just like christianity does with to trying to justify jesus as they say being this uh anointed person they take verses and just paste them together and make it look like it says this that's the same thing with judaism does about the whole thing about the messiah reading they said they waiting on the messiah they'll take a, a portion from daniel they'll take a portion from isaiah they'll take a it's nothing clear-cut i mean just a sentence or a paragraph that's strictly a, that's going to tell you this they even tell you that in judaism i've heard the rabbi say it it's nothing clear-cut they just some of the rabbi just looked at this and like well you know this messianic passage, this is a messianic passage right here. What the hell is a messianic passage? But anyway, that's another whole subject. Y'all had to catch the tabernacle, man, and we'll go into that. But more, uh, I mean, David, it, it was something, man, you know, we're talking about HBCUs and a lot of th- things be going around, talking about black people need to come together and how we need our own, we need our this, we need our that. You know, this, there's been a this situation with Brother Dion Sanders. I like Brother Dion. You know, when he was at Jackson State, uh, he caught a little flack because um, 
he wanted to, he was he got a job, you know, to leave to go to Colorado and was leaving uh Jackson State. So he caught a lot of flack behind that. And uh even though the man had was you know, was taking money out of his own pocket and helping the young brothers out and trying to help them and do all of this out of his own pocket, but he, you know, like I said again, he caught a lot of flack for leaving, you know. Um, and people like, well, he's just doing it for the money and not looking at that. He's bringing other people with him to make money as well. You know? So anyway, people don't look at all that shit, but the thing here is, uh, there's a brother named, uh, excuse me, Ed Reeve, Ed Reeve, who was a hall of famer himself, uh, supposed to have been taking on a head job who accepted a head job at, um, but they uh, what is it? Bethel Cookman. Uh, another HBC college. And now he's coming out with a statement saying that um, what, what, what prime time or brother Dion Sanders said, what, what he stated was not, he was not wrong in what he said. He says the HBCU's administrators have a broken mentality. And, and this is what Dion was talking about. So it's, the, it's like, it's, it's the, it's the people who's in authoritarian figures Who's who's the problem at these HBCUs? Like the whole thing they were saying with Dion, um, these people were taking a lot of money that was supposed to have been, you know, going towards the football scholarships and, and things of this nature, and they was taking that money and doing what the hell they wanted with it. You know, a lot of this stuff wasn't even put back into the football scholarships and things of this nature. So uh, it, it's just a pure pandemonium and chaos with these damn, you know, HBC colleges and universities. And a lot of people, there was a, another football player. He went to a HBC college and university. Said hell, he said he he won't even give back to the college and university. Like he said, hell with them, man. You know, so people are like, well, we need to go back. You know, we need to go to HBCUs, and we talk about other. Um, governmental structures and this, that, but see, sometimes you got to look at it, but like we talk about, okay, black tours, having black businesses. I would love to patronize black businesses, but sometimes, brother, in trying to patronize black businesses, they got to be right too, man. They got to be right. You know, sometimes they will just charge the hell out of you ridiculous prices, and sometimes, and, and I've been told, see, they charge you more because they we got to pay, they got to pay more. That's not, a, that's a damn lie, because I did, you know, small base business, my own self. I had small base business I've done. I didn't pay no more than the goddamn other white folks had paid stuff. You know, I got stuff wholesale and I paid it just like everybody else paid. So I didn't have to pay more just because I was black to get some merchandise. That's a damn lie. Um, and then sometime um, you would see that you're going into black business, the attitude that you get that from black business we don't we don't properly treat each other right a lot of times so uh, man it's just, it just so much when we're talking about black this black that black that is you know just damn man it's it, it sometimes hard brothers it's, it's hard do you want to patronize your own because of sometimes the non-professionalism and a lot of other stuff you just like and, and and then like I said, you try to do business with a brother, and they half ass fix your stuff and all of this type of stuff. Like goddamn, bro! Like you want some people want their money up front. You you pay them up front, then they won't come fix your shit like they supposed to. You like goddamn, I'm trying I'm trying to keep it on. I'm trying to bet on black. I remember when I got in some legal trouble uh, a while back, right? Uh, when I was out here dealing in the damn streets, 
I got in some trouble, but I still want to bet on black. I'm going to get me a black lawyer. And I had two black lawyers before in two instances. Um, I had a black lawyer, and uh, in one case, I had him, and, and um, he wanted to bust my head on the prices. Man, oh. I, I need $900 in, in 30 days. I'm like, God damn, bro. Then he's trying to get me, he wanted $900 in less than 30 days. And then he was talking about um, um, they trying to offer me six years. I'm like, man, God damn, bro. You want nine years? You're going to try to get me six years? And this has been a long time ago. He's like, man, this is he going to get you. How about I like, nah, bro, I ain't, I ain't got no $900, man. Fuck, I'm going to go ahead and get me a public defender. Now, mind you, at the same time, I was on probation. <laughs> so I was really finna be in trouble. Um, but I went in there and told him, give me a, I was about to get off probation anyway. I was almost about, about two, three days, I think, before I started to go back to court. But anyway, so I went in there, got a public defender. And he and he was somebody trying to offer me six years. How about the public defender went in there, and and I I and but I went to court. I had already got off. I think I say I got off probation. I think a day or two before I had to go back to court, and and they gave me the public defender. How about the goddamn public defender went right on in there and got me right back on probation. Now instead of goddamn it getting me six years, this motherfucker was trying to get me the probation is i mean the guy just went in there and got me another probably i think i'd had to do less than a year's probation but this motherfucker was talking about six years now i'm paying i'm gonna pay him a black guy and another instance i had with a major case i had i'm paying this lawyer i had gave him about like three i think he charged me like thirty five hundred dollars oh man i know i can get you off this case i can get you this day. anyway man he used to be a federal prosecutor and all this old bullshit but anyway this motherfucker wouldn't come see me. None, none of this shit do no visits and just a bunch of bullshit. I wish I can go over the case and tell y'all some stuff that this motherfucker been. But anyway, I, I did. I just give y'all this part. When I was in there, you know, they had like what they talk about jailhouse lawyers. Uh, I had a brother. I, I paid him and gave him, you know, some commissary, you know, with his commissary, you know, nutty bodies and stuff like that to do my uh, case casework for me. And he was like, man, I was like, man, you know, I ain't do with my goddamn lawyer bullshit. And at the time, they had a backlog on cases. So it was taking us, man, two to, people like some longer. They would say it'd take you two to three years before you get a trial. I had a high-ass bond. I couldn't get out on bond. I'm like, man, I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't do this shit. You know, I was trying to save my career in management. I was managing the time, making money. I had my only detail shop, just detail cars, and had my only detail business. I said, man, I got to get the hell out of here, bro. You know, you know, but anyway, so I got to get out of here. I was like, fuck it. I had probation. I just got to get the hell out of here. I can't keep doing this shit. But anyway, so the brother's like, hey, man, I can get, hey, man, you can go in there, man. He can get, he can get you, uh, you've been in jail for like five months. He can go in there right now and get you like assault charge, and you can get time served and go home. So I took the paper just because I was trying to just get a plea and just get the hell out of there, man. I took the paper to my lawyer. This mother sucker going to tell me. He, I showed him the paper with the paper, like, he didn't give me a salt charge. I said, man, look, check this out. I said, no, nah, before that, right before that, right, let me slow it down. He told me, uh, yeah, he didn't come up, regular lawyer didn't come to court. He had a, his uh, one of his assistants at his firm came. He's like, man, they offering you four years probation. I'm like, yeah, he said, man, I said, fuck it, man, I take it. He's like, no, 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 just wait, just wait, just come back. They're probably going to lower it. It's the first offer. They're probably going to lower it. They said, come back, we're going to come back in two weeks. I'm like, all right. So we came back in two weeks. My regular lawyer came back, and uh, but then I also had the uh, the guy that was in jail with me. 
had gave me uh, the paperwork to say, man, you can go ahead and get, man, they can give you uh, time served right now for five months for it's just assault charge. I'm like, cool. So I'm like, either I'm going to try to get him to give me this two years. I mean, there's uh, the goddamn probation. I don't give a damn if it was the four or they go ahead and get this time served. Right now I'm trying to get this time served. Uh, of the five, uh, of the, uh, five months that I had been locked up. So anyway, so when I went in there, I showed him the paperwork. Now I asked him first. I said, "Hey man, they still offer me them four years probation? He's like probation? I ain't I ain't heard about no probation. I, ain't I said, "Yeah, last you know last time your uh, your assistant the guy worked with you, he told me they offered me four years. He said, "Well, but they must have put it on paper because I ain't see nothing. I don't see nothing about no probation. I knew he was bullshitting right then." And so then I said, well, okay, what about this? I showed him the paperwork. I said, what about this right here? Man, they can give me a, I can go ahead and get a, a, a time served right now and get a year. I said, and plead for a year and get time served and go home today. He like, he said, well, he looked at the paperwork. Yeah, well, you know, that'll work, but we don't want to piss the prosecutor off. This is what this mother, excuse my French, y'all, but fuck it, I got to say it. This is what this black motherfucker going to tell me. We don't want to piss the prosecutor. Now, I'm paying you, motherfucker, $3,500, and I don't pay you. And you tell me you don't want to piss the prosecutor off. This is my motherfucking case. This is my life. I'm sitting in jail. Because the time I was facing was, was, was damn it, 30 fucking years, some years. And you telling me I can't get uh, get this case and look at and get me a year for assault charge and go home uh, five months. You talking about you don't want to piss the prosecutor off. Fuck the prosecutor. I'm the motherfucker paying you. I'm the one you don't want to piss off, motherfucker. I'm the one in jail. So that's why I said, man, sometimes we on this blackness. And then from there, y'all, I finally got out. He, get, I got two years probation. Then I, applied, I filed a thing called a haper's corpus. And there was some bullshit with that. The motherfucker, he left me in jail. He didn't want to. But anyway, brother, I, I would never in, I thank God, I thank the most high, and I pray the most high. I never, ever get into any kind of legal trouble, though. And most I've known, it's been a long time <laughs> since I have, I have. But I would never, I don't give a damn what nobody say. I don't fuck all that black power bullshit. I would never in my life have another motherfucking black attorney. I had too many bad, too much black experience. I mean, bad experience with them black son bitches when they come to that. Excuse my language, y'all, but I never in my life depend on them motherfuckers right there come trying to defend me in a court of law. When a motherfucker gonna tell you he don't want to piss the prosecutor off, and my mother told, seen him out there talking to the prosecutor before that because she she know I had filed that paperwork and all of this, and she seen him over there laughing and talking with the prosecutor. And the lady walked up to her and said, ain't this your attorney right there? Your son attorney? So they, uh, well, my mother and another lady was coming to court, you know, but she was coming to see her son. And my mom was coming to court, too, at the same time. They always seen each other. She's like, yeah. She said, damn, were they over there laughing and talking like that? She said, damn. I don't trust that mother. I said, and she was right. So, yeah, so sometimes we always talk about this blackness, bud, and this blackness, this blackness. Sometimes that black shit, man, y'all got to leave. Sometimes we got to leave that black shit alone. Motherfucker, black folk will cross your ass out as quick as anybody else. Dog your ass out as quick as anybody fucking body else. Like, even talk about the transatlantic slave trade, all that. Who the fuck helped the goddamn Europeans get your ass on the boat in the fucking first place? It's, 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 it's no different. It's like even you know, we talk about the Israelite community, which is the part me and Dave is about. Going back historically to the Israelites, the 12 tribes, they was going against each other. They was fucking banging on each other. They, they separated from each other. So 
it's no it's no difference today why we see when we talk about gang banging, cripping and blood and all this shit is a long history of black folks never getting along with fucking you know, one another. But a lot of times, like they say, like, as, as people say, we romanticize this shit like we all just going to fucking get along. Uh, uh, what Elijah Muhammad said, 22 million Nick Rose or however the number he said. Like, we all really going to do this. Like, this is why, again, like we was mentioning last night on the show, this is why you have people like the Boule. Them Nick Rose just wasn't doing that. Motherfuckers, they wanted, they wanted, uh, you know, that's why you had people like the created the Boule. Because they want you know, do shit. They, they don't, they like, man, fuck them. Now, y'all got to know this raw and uncut, this culture freedom. Now, remember this now. This culture freedom. We get raw and uncut away now. We don't do this in the tabernacle. <laughs> but remember, this is culture freedom. We can let our, what do you say? We can let our hair down on this one. But we got to tell it like it is, man. This raw and uncut rate. We just got to tell it like it is. The, the black boy, these bootleg Nick Rolls don't give a shit about you. They'll come out in the forefront. We've seen Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all of them been talking all this this this, this black liberation, this freedom shit for a long fuck, fucking time. Why you don't have it yet? Why things hadn't got better, brothers and sisters? Because behind the scene, these black son of a bitches getting paid. These same black mother suckers that come in the forefront talk all this black power shit uplifting to you, freedom fighting shit for you. Getting paid behind the fucking scenes. If you can see some of the names on the checks and shit or whatever, they are shouting them getting paid for. You notice he ain't going to go no motherfucking way unless he ain't going to get paid. I had a partner here in the, in the city. It was a situation happening where some white people was trying. There was a, a car wreck. They was trying to, you know, sue the family, and they wanted Al Sharpton to come down here. Al Sharpton told him, shit, he need $10,000 for He can do any goddamn thing. But you're supposed to be about the people. Like I said, Ben Ben Crook. I know I know his damn name, Ben Crump, but it, I call him motherfucker. He's Ben Crook. Ben Crook, a Crump, y'all might call him. He ain't gonna bust a motherfucking move unless he finna know there's some money involved. Go all around the motherfucking United States. Him and old Al, if some money involved, you ain't no money gonna be no millions in it and shit, and ain't no uh, um, pl- news publicity. Where you at now? Y- y'all have y'all heard anything about being Crump? Where you at now? Ain't no, ain't nothing breaking in the news, right? Ain't nothing all CNN and all over the damn news about a black man got shot by the police and got the hell beat out of him or whatnot. It ain't, and it, it ain't nothing publicity out here going, is it? So you don't hear shit from them. Well, that shit be. Uh, uh, another Breonna Taylor or something cracking up. Here that motherfucker go. Here he go. All like like Brother Dave was saying earlier. Like Suge Knight said, all in the videos, all on the motherfucking TV. We gonna get justice. Justice for so-and-so. You motherfuckers about yourself. You don't give a fuck about nothing about black folks. You give a fuck about green folks. That's them dead white folks on them goddamn dollar bills. That's all they give a fuck about. And the majority of these cats out here, that's all they give a fuck about. Freedom speech pays, baby. Freedom speech pays. Black upliftment speech pays a lot of these motherfuckers, man. They pay yep. a lot of guys. I'm here today, right, fast. But a lot of these, even a lot of these guys on YouTube and all that shit, that talk all that bullshit all on YouTube. 
That's motherfucking just just to get you liking their videos and all that, so they can get fucking paid for clicks and likes and 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 get monetized. And they don't want to go out here and work and do shit anyway. They don't want to get out here and work and do nothing. I ain't finna work the white man job, but you will sit here and lie to black folk like you really give a fuck about them. And but you would do that though, and that's your way of not working for white folk. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Op. No. <clears throat> Something that uh, you was bringing up about the black man killing each other, Cain and Abel. Story of Cain and Abel. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. The story of Cain and Abel. Something I want to bring up to you all about the Cain and Abel story. When we're dealing with a lot of when we're when we're dealing with the black on black crime. I've told this story plenty of times on the show, and I'm going to share my story about black management, black supervisor, black leadership. I was, um, y'all know I'm a licensed hairstylist, licensed barber. Um, I had, I was working at a, um, at a barbershop salon, and it was a good one good franchise um, around here. And um, we had, it was it was a lot of uh, Asians that worked there. And um, Asians are known to kind of take over this certain spot, uh, we should say. But um, I was working for them, and this has been about two years ago, two, three years ago. I had left another uh job that I was working at um, to um, to uh, to you know to get a brand new start at this salon that I, uh, barbershop that I got hired at and so it was a bunch of Asians that worked in there but it's a place where it was a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, worked in there. A lot of people, you know, had, you know, you know, anyway, a brother was the man supervisor. So I'm in there, you know, I get hired and um, I'm disabled, lifelong disabled. I have two disabilities. Um, Now, I suffer from severe sleep apnea, and narcolepsy, meaning I could pass out at any time. You know, it's it's kind of sad, you know. Um, so I'm in the shop, and I passed out. So one of the Asian ladies, that's the bar, one of the barbers in there, she takes a picture and a video secretly. Me passed not passed out instead of tapped me on the shoulder, finding out was I all right. So I um so I'm sitting up in here, sitting up in the, you know, shop, you know, week gone by, I get a call from, you know, the white one of the head managers, a white old white guy. He says, We got a video of you sleeping on the job and we caught it on camera. I'm like, well, okay. I let them know I had a disability. I brought in Doc's note. 
And so I found out that I get fired two weeks later. There was a whole paper that was given to me of everything. Now, let me tell you something. It was complaints by a black supervisor. Find out also there was this Asian Asian lady that took the picture of me. As I was packing up my stuff from my booth at the shop, I try not to be the old school Dave. Old school Dave would have went the fuck off, would have tore shit up. Back in my old school days, I would have... <laughs> I would have took it Williams in that motherfucker. I would have went Tookie in that motherfucker. I would have went crazy. would have been like Tookie. Yes, <laughs> Y'all know. I would have been, hell, I would have went Suge Knight off in that motherfucker. But instead, something my heart told me, don't be the old school day. I go... I, instead, I shake everybody's hand. I said, nice work with y'all. Even though the black supervisor had said all, said all this bullshit about me on paper, I told him, nice work with you. Instead of him saying, okay, nice meeting you, brother, you know what he tell me? You should have thought about what you did in your actions. And I looked down, I'm like, what the fuck you mean by actions? You know, like, I can't help that disability of me passed out. You know, I can't help that shit. Yes, sir. They know more than paperwork. He said, you going to think about everything you fucking did wrong. I'm like, didn't say nothing. I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, I'm telling you, black supervisors ain't shit. Black managers, black supervisors ain't shit. I want y'all to know that. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. The last, It was a job I got hired a couple months ago at a salon. And we had a, um, a light-skinned black lady. She had took over as supervisor for the salon, system manager, and we had this fat white trainee as the big manager at the salon that I worked, worked at. Um, you know, in some of the salons and barbershops, they have something called an IVAC, where instead of sweeping up the hair and putting it in trash can, you're sweeping in this little vacuum thing. You have to kick it with your foot in order to cut it off. So I, you know, kicked it, and, you know, the IVAC sound like, smelled like it was going to blow up eventually. So I kicked it on, and it just roomed and cut off. So I tried to kick it again, and um didn't turn on. So this light-skinned assistant manager tells me, you broke it, Dave. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, I said that thing was going to blow up eventually. That thing, that whole thing was going to blow up eventually. She said, she said, oh, well, you got to buy another one then. 
I mm. see, you know what? You know me, even though I'm broke, I work hard for my money, but I'm broke. I, I said, I'll go over there because Target was right behind the salon. I said, I'll go and Target and buy y'all another one. Nah, Dave, you, you broke it. Oh, fuck. I said, okay. I said, when I'm on my lunch, I'll go buy another one. And so at the end of the day, you know, the fat white training manager called me in the office. Now, this is a big, fat, stinking white training, too. Look like Chris <laughs> Griffin. Look like Chris Griffin from the family guy. Man. You know, so I go back there, and she called me back there, and uh, I'm like, okay. She gives me this goddamn instant report. Tell about some well, a bunch of bullshit come up. I called her the stupid back, and I she just went all extra. Y'all know how transsexuals and drag queens do, especially the ones that's in them salons. They real extra with the shit. You know, so yeah, uh, you brought the thing, and, you know, and put a bunch of bullshit in there that I ain't say. So I'm like, okay, I signed it even though I know I ain't do it. So this light-skinned, y'all know I can't stand light-skinned women. I don't give a damn. I tell you, I done been with plenty of red bones. I don't like light-skinned women. I don't. So she comes in here, yeah, Dave, you, you, I see, you know what? I'm going to go and buy y'all another IVAC. Yeah, Dave, you got, uh, 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 see, you will take accountability for the wrong that you do. It's not the vacuum. It's not about going and buy another one. You just don't take accountability for the phone that you use. Hey. <laughs> See, I walked out the office, and I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to go to Target and buy you another one. And I guess up. She said, oh, so you're going to get in my face now. That was going to be, I'm small. And you this big guy, and you going to get in my face? You going to disrespect me, Dave? I said, what the fuck? She said, you just don't want to take responsibility and accountability for your actions that you do as a grown man. I looked at her, I said, what the fuck you mean? She said, so you, now you back talking, Dave, huh? You got a smart mouth. See, that's the thing with you. I looked at her, I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said, I say I'm going to go and buy you another damn fat. Yeah, just went all crazy. She said, need a fat white training manager. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Dave, you going to talk back to one of my managers? Something wrong with you. That's insubordination. Damn. That's I'm like, what the hell does insubordination got to do with <laughs> Yeah, they tag so like, you. Know yeah, blame me. And then she's going to say, yeah, so you know what? Since you're going to get, get in a woman's face, we're going to call the police on you. Damn. I looked at her, I said, for what? And she said, oh, okay. They said, Dad, go pack your shit. Get the hell out. Damn near light-skinned black lady. Black woman. Light-skinned black woman. 
Don't it's gonna have nothing to tell me, yeah, we got you on camera getting in my face. Yeah. The see, the fat white training manager, I ain't shocked about the shit she said. She said, but it was a black woman. Black woman. Her having her to boost this shit up. I end up quitting that goddamn job. Yeah. A black a one a black woman. These black managers, these black supervisors, man, I'ma tell y'all, black people got a goddamn issue. You know, and I found out that it was a light the light skinned manager that had the light skinned supervisor that really pushed for all that shit to be said about me. Yeah, so I'm here to tell y'all, man, black black folks, man, especially black women, I, I don't know what the issue is. And I found out that the light-skinned black female that's a supervisor, I found out that she was married to a white man. Mm. So, yeah, I'm telling y'all, man, I don't know, maybe because the way she was talking to me, it's like she had an issue with black men. It's like she had an issue with black men. And I don't know, like like I said, our sisters got a goddamn issue. They got an issue. I don't, and you know, and I don't want to sound like no cop, common Israelite brother. But, you know, y'all hear some me, Israelite brothers got an issue with black women. But I'm just saying, our sisters and our black folks got a goddamn issue with name power. You know, black folks got to really get together. They have to really get together. Our people and leadership are terrible. They are. I'm going to tell you something. I've worked for other uh, businesses, other salons, where black people have been the damn issue. I have. So I'm here to tell black folks something. We got to get together. We have to get together. We have to get together. And something that you were saying with Deion Sanders, there's a scripture. And I, uh, I'm going to get it out. Uh, oh, man. Drop my, uh, man. Can you hear me? Oh, uh, yes, I can hear you. There's a scripture, Deuteronomy, not Deuteronomy, Exodus 20 and uh, 13. It says, you should not kill, you should not commit adultery, you should not steal. You shall not bear false witness, witness against your neighbor, against your fellow. Now, when it says you should not steal, that's one of the commandments. And you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, with Deion Sanders, and I'm going to go into something that you were saying before you went into your story, uh, Moray. Deion Sanders, and I don't know if you heard the video or not, he was talking about how the HBCU, the reason why he left, because they was not paying him enough. He said that not only was they not paying him enough, they was stealing. They had yes, stole yes. some stuff out of his office. They was doing all kinds of stuff. They had stole a car stereo out of his office. Yeah, he went into all of this. 
He went mm-hmm. into all of this, man. So Deion Sanders, man, there's a lot of stuff that went on with – he was talking about the administration of the HBCU that he was at. So when we're looking at these uh, these HBCUs, I'm going to tell you something. There's been issues all over the place with HBCUs. A lot of these uh, uh, boule Negroes, they want to say that they're better than niggas, they're mm-hmm. average niggas, but – they're the same niggas. They're the same niggas. Deion Sanders, let me tell you something. He helped the teams, and I don't watch football. I don't watch basketball. I'm not into that. But I will tell you something. He helped them schools to make it from what I was hearing. But when I look at the interview of him talking about why he left, I'm going to tell you something. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. These black black organizations, HBCUs, I'm going to tell you something. I have a whole, a lot of my family, uh, I, like my mom was the only one that didn't go to uh, uh, HBCU or didn't go to a university. But her brothers and sisters did. Uh, my grandparents, they, even though they was not in the boule, there was not none of that. They both went to HBCUs also. My sister, she went to HBCU. I've not talked to her in over 12 years. I'm going to tell you something. The HBCU Negroes in my family, I'm talking about their Deltas, their AKs, their Sigma Gamma Rose. These is eight black, uh, divine, what they call divine nine, all of that garbage. I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I wish I could, and maybe one day on the tabernacle, I'll go into my story. Some of y'all know my story already. But when my grandmother had died, she raised me and my brothers, and um, she left us. My grandfather and my grandmother left us the family land that we grew up on. We grew up on a farm. And when my grandparents, grandmother had died, it was me and my brothers. We, we were still living in the house, and we was left the house and the land. My aunts and uncles had got my grandmother's power of attorney, even though me and my brothers took care of our grandparents. I'm going to tell you something. The HBCU going divine nine niggas in my family has secretly took us off the deed of the land. Just out, we was homeless. Literally. Literally. Black, black people, and these were black people in my family who were HBCU going uh, prominent Negroes. These niggas ain't need no money. They ain't need no house. They ain't need no land. Yeah. 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 These is prominent niggas. So I'm going to tell you something. All that HBCU educated niggas, them some thieves. Them some thieves. Them, Them HBCU going prominent niggas in my family are the most crookish damn thieves niggas I know. 
I'm here to tell you all that. I, I'm going to tell you something. The broke people in my family ain't give a damn. The rich motherfuckers, there were some grimy people when my grandparents died. So I'm yeah. here to tell you, Moray Ari, I understand why Deion Sanders left that damn HBCUs. Them HBCU divine nine niggas, I know personally, they've done, they do all kinds of shit behind the scenes. I'm talking about niggas that already got stuff. So I don't want to hear about them niggas. I, all that, Deion Sanders, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. So, yeah, so trust me, there's, there's something else I'm going to get into. Another HBCU nigga that y'all, that I know you know about more, Ray Ari, Attorney Malik Zulu Shabazz. Uh-oh. Him and his cousin, Victoria Brossard, they're supposed to have been working on Dr. York's case. Yeah, now... You know, me and Moray Ari, you know, I, I joke with him because he a former Nawabian. You know, been in jail, gonna be in jail, he gonna die in jail. Victoria Brussard and Malik Zulu Shabazz, spokesman working on this case. Do you know they say they in out? They, this ain't nothing. Dave is making up, but. They said they ain't never did nothing about that case. They say he been talking this shit, ain't even picked up a file about his case. So, yeah, y'all got to look at it, man. Malik Julu Shabazz go right in the same boat as them as Benjamin Crump. Yeah, so, yeah, y'all, y'all, these black lawyers. And you know what? I talked about it on... um. I talked about that on one of my shows. I think it was the last show I did on Liberation Tabernacle. Yeah, I talked about the black lawyers and the black uh, politicians. I don't know if you remember that one. Uh, It was the one where I went into um, the job that I quit. You remember that one? Yes, sir. Yeah, I went into the black lawyers and the black politicians on that. Them, it's the HBCU ones, man. It's them. It's them. These niggas ain't doing nothing for us, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I understand why Deion Sanders did what he did. I personally understand it. Yes, sir. And uh, peace to you in the, in the chat room. Uh, uh, be wise as a servant says HBCU's got a lot of boule. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And see, this is the thing, brother. See, it took me a while, like I said, man, you know, to really catch on to this. When I was all into this, and uh, you said, brother, and uh, he says too, brother Day, he said they are low-level uh, uh, pre-Masonic. Yes, sir, most definitely. Uh, be yeah. wise on it. Be wise as a servant. He know, he said gay as hell, too. <laughs> yeah, he know what's yeah. going on. And see, this is the whole hey, look, point, man. I was. I got a lot of them Darlow motherfuckers in my family too. You uh, right, be wise. There's a lot of that. I'm telling you, a lot of them HBCU yeah. divine nine niggas in my family are damn Darlow fruitcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. And, and see the reason we saying this. 
Because, see, a lot of us, we have spent a lot of our time. We have a lot, had a lot of people spinning these narratives to us. Because, uh, like I said, I spent a lot of time. I you had spent a lot of time in all these black power groups, black upliftment. You know, one of the best for us as a people and, and still wanted to see us do better as a people. But at the same time, you have other people who play on the emotion, the psychology of other black folks. And and, and I said a lot, of, and then go back, I got to throw in politics on this one if I can. Because uh, you even see what's going on with Biden right now. I mentioned this on another show last night uh, with the Biden administration. Black folks quiet as hell right now about, black, about Biden. You don't hear them saying a damn thing. Now, you know, they said they found some uh, documents and classified documents in Trump house. And now they found some in Biden house. You don't see, you only hear black folk talking about that shit. You only hear him saying the goddamn thing. They don't even hear them talk about, well, we ain't going to vote for that motherfucker next time. I, you know, they don't even hear him saying about nothing about they going to hoot, not, you know, nothing at all. His being, how, been, how he being corrupt. But see, the whole thing here is the liberals, again, all, number one people who, like uh, Malcolm told us about these goddamn liberals. And, but the thing here is they always play black people with the race thing, the race doctrine. And if you play us with this race doctrine, you can get us every time. You can get us hoodwinked and every time. He says black folks, he says the capitals tried to indoctrinate him. The capitals tried to indoctrinate him. He says black folks sedated. Yeah, and comatose. You're right. And and one of the one of the things you got to do is wave in front of black folks. Like you said, you want to put put them under um, hypnosis. Wave their little wave the little chain with the thing called uh, racism in front of them, and say yo, you're getting sleepy. You're getting this. How you hypnotize black folks? I got to tell it, y'all. I got, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm listen. I am so called what they cause so called what they say black myself. But I got to, we got to tell the damn truth, y'all. And this is what they did with black people the whole term when Trump was in office. Now I'm gonna ask y'all black people who y'all wanted to uh, Biden in the office. Now, how you like how you like paying them high ass gas prices? How you like paying these high ass for these high eggs just going up? They talking about the prices of eggs going up. How you like paying for all this high ass shit that you got and you getting less and less of things. How y'all like that? Like Kumo D, how you like it now? Hmm? I'm not saying y'all had to like Trump. I didn't say to like him personally. When about liking him personally? I cared about my finances. I cared about, you know, bringing, how I was going to bring money home. I wasn't paying no high-ass gas prices like we paying now. It wasn't about the person. It was about the policies. Y'all get it. Check me out what I said now. It wasn't about the person. It's about the policies. And see, y'all, all this bullshit now y'all getting passed on here? Like we talk about the homosexual thing. Who's the one that's passing all these homosexual things out here? Hmm? It's your neighborhood friendly Democrats. They the one passing all this bullshit. Biden don't pay. Oh, black folks, y'all say, well, what are you going to do for black folks? Like Janet Jackson, what have he done for you lately? And he ain't done nothing for you, if so called, the black people in America lately, unless you black and you gay. Oh, yeah. If you black and you gay, you got some. See, that's all he kept on talking about. Uh, with the first 100 days, what he did, pass some shit to protect to protect the LGBT. See, that's what you got. But hey, but I but when I say do I say this now, I, I voted for for Trump. I did vote for Trump that second term. But here's what I said though: 
when we had this show, we were talking to justice and everything. What did I say? I said, well, I hope, I, well, I, I, I knew it. I said, I want, I really wanted the Trump to go ahead and win again for the policy purposes. Now they weren't about him for policy purposes, but I see it. You know, we kept on warning the people, telling the people what was going to happen. I was like, you know what? Now, what did I say? I said, well, Joe Biden going to actually, he going to win. He going to win. I said, well, you know what? I hope he do win. Because here's what the thing about it. Sometimes you can tell people and give people warnings about stuff. They don't want to listen. What do they say? You got to let them learn the hard way. And this whole thing about what's going on right now, this is black people learning the hard way. So whatever kind of hardship you getting that's coming to you in black America, this is the way you, you, you got to get it like this. Because we don't want to listen no other kind of way unless we get it the hard way. Unless somebody whooping our backside, putting some hardship on us, smacking us upside the goddamn head. And that's the way it seems like we got to learn sometimes. And I, I hate to say it, y'all, but I don't hate to say it. God damn it, I meant to say it. But this is what it is. See, we can't, can't nobody come to you and tell you nicely. I like, you know, I'll be having conversations with, with, with brothers at work and other places. I'll be trying to and have these conversations. I'll be trying to talk to them about what's going on in our community and, and, and talk about how, like, even the music, this, this, this poison-ass detrimental music they, that's, that's going on in our community, they talk about murdering, I'm going to kill. Like, you know, they had music. We had music that uh, before it got really commercialized, they might – uh, what was the brother name? Coogee Rap had had a song called Growing Up in the Streets of New York. Now, he was talking about, like, how his homies got murdered, and they might be talking about people who he knew that was on drugs and how it was basically hurting the community. But now they talk – now in the music is about – Deliberately, I'm gonna kill this Negro. He took my son, so I'm gonna get this young woman to, you know, give me a blowjob, and you know, the women just, oh man. But when you bring this up, and we seeing our young people mimicking what they hearing in the music, and you try to bring this up to other people, no, it ain't, bro. It ain't got nothing to do with the music. The music ain't influencing them. The television stuff ain't is not influencing them. And I ask this question. I don't know what, you know, what, I don't even, it, it really don't matter about the race of this child or whatever his racial identity was, or ethnicity was. But what y'all think that this six-year-old child, what was it, sixth grade? Yeah, he was six. What was he, six years old? I think it was six years old, yeah. Took a gun to school and shot the teacher of the day. What do you think, what do y'all think that young six-year-old child got the idea of the concept from? That it was okay to get that gun because he he knew it was his mother's gun. Got that gun and took that gun to school and shot his teacher. I don't know if he I, I hadn't really just followed up on it, or he tried to you know shoot his teacher. What do you think he got that concept from? Did he see it on television? Did he hear it in some music somewhere? What do he got that that information? And and right here, um, be wise as the serpent says. I consider these. Uh, those biting boxes to be pure, what do you say, uh, detrimental t- uh, tactics. He said the music has been weaponized watching television. Yes, sir, watching television. The music has like Xbox. Yeah, yeah, it is. But see, we can't tell our people this, man. Like I said, when I, when I was trying to bring this up to brother, they are like these brothers arguing me down, brother. So, it ain't got nothing to do with that, bro. It ain't had, but. But here's the thing. What other what other communities? Now, this is the, this is the stuff they always tell you too when you get to bring it. I said, what other communities y'all see? I live in a 
what we call all black community. I don't live in no goddamn gated community. I live in what they call the hood. Did that damn police and ambulance just got through rolling down the street hours right before I got on the air? Somebody probably got shot. I hear gunshots all the time. See, see shit happen all the time in my in my community. It's like goddamn Baghdad around here, like Baghdad. But anyway, um. So it ain't, it ain't nothing that the news got to tell me shit. I see it all the time throughout the city. I live here in the city of Memphis. So I, y'all, I see it all the time. Ain't nobody got to tell me nothing that, that I can't, they, they can't tell me that the news is lying. Either I'm going to see it, you see it, or you know somebody, man, my homie just got killed the other day, or somebody that I know just got killed. So we ain't got to, the media don't have to lie. Hell, we know. We are the media. We know what's happening by word of mouth to each other. But anyway, so. When you're going and telling the brothers and sisters about what's going on, well, see, it's happening in the white people neighborhood, too. They just don't put it on the news. Well, how come the fuck we know? Okay, like I said, I'm not trying to use it as a, as a bragging right, but I've been inside of the jail numerous of fucking times. Well, I guess they don't go to jail either then. I guess when they get to robbing and beating each other asses and all this, I guess they don't go to jail either. Because when I went to jail all the time, it was majority hell of us in there be 95 percent of us up in the jails i don't see them so what the fuck they going then when they go out and do their crimes if they doing the same amount of crime or more than us where they going or unless y'all trying to tell me when people say well they doing it too bro they doing it too well i guess when they get a call well, for somebody who do abuse his wife or shot and kill somebody i guess it's other white police that get on the scene and say well no we can't take them to jail let Billy, let Billy go on ahead and go. I'll take Tyrone as a jail. I guess that's what's happening. I, I, I don't know, you know, because I'm trying to figure out why all these white criminals that is, that's, you know, doing the same shit as we doing. You know, they listen to the same hip hop. They listen to hip hop. They said white people, as they say, say, use this term. White people listen to hip hop uh, probably more, or purchase the music more uh, than black people. But here's the difference, though. They may listen to it or maybe purchase it more than blacks, but they're not enacting. They're not mimicking what they're hearing in the music. Why? Why? Why are they not doing that? Because when they listen to the music, excuse my language, y'all, I got to use this term, but they will be here. When I see this nigga, I'm going to blow his brains out. I'm going to do this to this nigga. You know, I'd be like, well, shit, I ain't no nigga, so I, I'm not going to go out and kill her and and and. White folk dudes and that white folks stay next to me. They ain't no nigga either, so I'm not going to go kill them. They ain't talking about us. That don't apply to me. See, it's, 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 it's us. Like, you don't see no other community that's do, doing this stuff. And then, really, for a matter of fact, not only that, justify the bullshitty. That's my problem. Bull, justify when we trying to just say, "Hey man, we need to change." Grandmother them can't sit. Grandmother them can't sit on the porch anymore. Long children can't even go outside and play, man. But then we trying to, you know, talk about how we need to change this. We get mad. People are getting mad at you, bro. Man, that ain't made it. It's crazy, man. Memphis is a cult city. Hell, I believe, believe it. <laughs> I remember Farrakhan said Memphis is under a curse. I that damn sure believe it. He said, perhaps number two behind Las Vegas. Yes, sir. He said, Chicago and Detroit are ground zero. Yeah. But the bad part about it, no one seems to damn, and especially in, in, in black cities, we don't seem to give a damn. That's so, that's so, that's, that's what's hurting so much. And no one seemed to give a damn. And I, and it's like, again, 
I, I don't know, man. I, I, that's why I just gave up on a lot of that, all that, you know, living, trying to do all this black power bullshit. Because just, just talking that black power, you got to show for some power. You just get black power, just saying black power don't mean a goddamn thing. Come on, brothers and sisters. I, I, you know, like I said, I have my, my granddaughter just turned four years old uh, Friday. And like I said, man, it's scary as hell seeing how things is now and just knowing that the society that she's going to have to try to continue to keep continue to, to try to grow up in. And we seeing how things is going now. It's scary as hell, man. It's scary. I, 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 man, I dread the society that she's going to have to keep growing up in. And eventually she's got to get ready to go to school. And that's really going to fucking be scary, man, right there. And these public ass schools and stuff, man, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to do the best that I can, you know, and maybe work hard as I can and scrape up every little penny, nickels, and dimes I can. And, hell, maybe I have to start buying bitcoins or something and maybe send her to a damn private school. Because this, this goddamn – I remember Farrakhan even said this, that the, um, that the schools, public schools, was going to be nothing – become nothing but a killing field. And he's showing, he showing the hell didn't lie. He's showing the hell didn't lie. She would have to be a fighter and a hustler. <laughs> Brother, she would have to be a fighter. And a, man, sure enough. I'm going to have to uh, uh, tell her how to be like Muhammad Ali's daughter. Man, Lord, how to put them fists up. But they ain't fighting no more, man. So these goddamn young sisters out here crazy as hell more than these men. They, everybody want to shoot these days. I'm about to know how to throw them hands no more. You know, it ain't, it ain't like that. First of all, they don't know how to talk it out. They don't even know how to talk it out. They even want to talk it out now. They just all afraid. All they know is just start shooting and blasting and killing each other. Just the other day here, it was uh, two sisters. Uh, somebody, um, uh, a sister was in the Mercedes Benz, ran over two other black women. Acting a damn fool. I mean, it's crazy, brothers. It's crazy out here, fam. It's crazy. He says it's a public fool's uh, system education. That's what it is. It's bad, man. But see, we can't talk about this, brother. We're not supposed to be talking about like this, brother, today. We're not supposed to be talking because we, we're going to be called coons and um, we hate our people. We hate black people. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves and, and stuff like this, brother. We, you know, we, we can't be talking about stuff like this, brother, today. We, we shouldn't be saying stuff like this. But, we, 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 but you love your people so much and you love who you are, you – you're not supposed to say nothing. You're supposed to just sit back and just take what come to you. Sometimes it's, 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 it'd be, I ain't going to say it, well, I'm going to say it, goddamn it nerve-wracking driving home sometimes. The same way they be doing all that goddamn shooting, I'll be driving home. I hope these motherfuckers don't start shooting. Cause they ain't shoot nowadays, man. These motherfuckers ain't, bro, they ain't shooting 22s and not even just 9 millimeters, bro. These fools got, everybody seen to have a goddamn AR-15 or some kind of salt rifle now. Hey, and I don't even think they just got salt rifle. I don't know. These motherfuckers sound like they got bazookas now. You know, they're like they got automatic bazookas. I don't know, man. Look, <laughs> that, these motherfuckers, I don't know what the hell they shoot nowadays. And they all got extended clips. Bro, they ain't just shooting you. And I'm telling you, they ain't just like you might get shot. You might you can get away with a nine millimeter. He might run out of bullets in a minute. He ain't got a five bullet shit. Man, everybody got to be riding around in, in, in armored vehicles. But we're not supposed to talk about this, brothers. Well, we got young folks dying. Sure. Man. It ain't, it's not the it's not the elders dying no more. It ain't the elders dying. You know, 
young folks dying. Seven, bro, in this city, 15, 16, 17 years old. Oh, bro, they cutting up. What, what, like they said, man, they cutting up sideways. They cutting up. So, man, they clowning in this city, bro. But we're not supposed to talk about this day. We're supposed to shut our mouth, be quiet, sit your ass down, Sunray, uh, Brother Day. I mean, Brother uh, uh, Moray, Aria, and Brother Day. Y'all sit y'all old ass down, man. Y'all, y'all out of touch, man. This, hey, bro, y'all out of touch. And, and you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because when we're looking at a lot of these guys out here, especially when we when I look at a lot of these guys out here, especially especially you know our brothers and sisters, one thing that I've been noticing, one thing I've been noticing is the LGBT shit has got out of hand too. That's something else that I want to uh, uh, speak on. Leviticus 18.22 said, That's not live of mankind, that's womankind, that's abomination. When we're looking at LGBT, and especially that community, that's getting out of hand, too. Mm-hmm. That's getting out of hand, too. So when, even when we're looking at the, the, um, the killings and all that stuff, the LGBT is something that's damn terrible. That and the the marijuana too. That's getting a lot of that's the inebriation of our people has really been terrible. I'm gonna say me and, and Maury hey, are I'm, I'm gonna let you go back, Dave, but who's the who's the poster child since we talking about that? Who's seen to be the poster child of all this LGBT stuff? Black people. There you go, there you go. Go ahead, brother. When we're looking at something, I was um Saw a picture the other day of Zaya Wade, the Wade Wade son, in a mini skirt with a long fucking weave. Damn shame. This mm. has gotten out of hand. They pushing these young black boys. Some of you was talking about your grandchild going to school. Yes, Not when. <laughs> You don't have to put them in private school. I'm saying even the private schools is messed up. I'm going to put something out here. Yeah. Some years ago, when I was, you know, barber and cosmetology really wasn't really doing that now the time. So I had to work for the temp service part-time at one point some years ago. And they sent me and a couple other guys to a private school here. And believe it or not, some of those private schools, I was looking on the board outside, like in the office when we were getting our IDs and check-in, because we had to do some work in the cafeteria. The temp service that sent us, you know, the one of the private schools. And um, believe it or not, a lot of, they had a bulletin board with a lot of the problems that was going on in there. And believe it or not, they had drug awareness um, flyers for the school. It's supposed to be a private school. So I'm telling you, the private school is damn terrible. They have, I had a Muslim brother some years ago when I was practicing Islam. He was talking about putting his son or daughter, I forgot who it was, in a private Catholic school. 
And I had to tell his ass, I said, believe it or not, the damn, <laughs> them damn popes and them Catholic priests, they some damn homosexuals. That's some goddamn weirdos. He didn't want to listen. I think he found out the hard way, though. So, believe, I'm telling you, you can send your kids to all the private schools you want to. You can send them everywhere you want to. It ain't going to make no difference. There's weirdos in these damn places, too. So, yeah. So, I'm just here to tell you. Even in Nation of Islam, when you were mentioning Farrakhan, talking about taking the kids out of the school system, hell, there's weirdos in, in the Nation of Islam private school. There's weirdos in the fucking, it's some of the Israelite uh, private schools. Hell, I'm going to tell you something. You, you know damn well about your, uh, uh, your old teacher, Dr. York. Shit, all the accusations he had. Shit, brother polite. All the uh, accusations they got on his ass. He was talking about building a private school. Shit, we got Dr. Umar Johnson out here looking like a damn cokehead. Uh, He looks just like a damn crackhead. Talking about (laughs) MCGM. I wouldn't send my kids no nigga that ran on YouTube talking about he had a licensed clinical psychologist. They called this nigga out about his credentials. He didn't want to bring it out. Somehow he went to Millersville, Miller's uh, University, some fucking fake-ass college. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of this shit, you might have to keep your kids isolated in the house. Yeah, homeschool. They sit on the computer. They, I'm telling you, these damn so did private schools. And so, more of I don't want to, you know, uh, 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 sound pitiful, but private schools ain't shit either. Uh, don't, they don't, they send them no Umar Johnson school. Shit. Yeah, hell, so I'm here to tell y'all, man, fuck these schools, man. Fuck all of them. Private school, they ain't shit either. The fucking, uh, uh, the damn, uh, 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 hell, all of them, University, Islam, private school, fuck all these schools. Shit, get your kids some software and teach them online. Shit, yeah, and to be honest with you, you really don't even have to even have no permission by the state to have to homeschool your kids. You really don't. I'm, I'm going to tell you all something. I talk about this shit all the time. I got expelled from over 12 damn schools. I hated school growing up. I'm here to tell you all I hated it. I got the teacher. Hell, I was in special ed. <laughs> I was in the damn uh, all that shit. Alternative school. These schools ain't shit. And all in general, I'm gonna tell you, I can't have kids. More Ray Aria, 
can't have kids. I got I got an issue, so I don't I don't give a damn. I say it. I can't have kids, but if I did, I would I would have my kids in isolation. They would they wouldn't be in this. They, matter of fact. I, I wouldn't even give a damn if, if, if baby mama wouldn't abort them motherfuckers or not. No, excuse my friends, but it's sad the way this world going. Oh, yeah. If y'all teach them morals and all that shit, it, it's gone. This world gone. I don't even know if there is wrong or right no more. Shit, this world is just pitiful. There ain't no world. It's just Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's Boy, a right and a wrong. that don't give a damn no more. That's all what it is. Folks just like don't, you don't can't just turn my shit. eye. Just don't give a shit no more. And, that's, and that's not what just, it is. But you know, and not even that. It's just, it's, it's just the damn world. It's just, it's, it's no hope. There's no hope for it, Moray. Now I'm gonna tell you something. All, only hope. They got is listening to Liberation Tabernacle for Yah. That's their only salvation is following the Tanakh, which we teach. But if they ain't trying to hear that shit, they're lost. If they ain't, that, and I hate to say it, but we don't want to really teach them right. Yeah. <laughs> even with these Israelite camps, you got, it's, 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 they even compromise. You got Old Testament Israelite come off some. You can smoke weed. You know, it's, it's, it's pitiful, man. It's really looking like the projects. Shit, they you crazy, know? too. I thought the conscious community was crazy as hell. Even the Israelite community is crazy. They about crazy. Them, they about crazy the goddamn conscious community. They tick for tack. Able to uh, be wise, said about the schools here. The schools have three objectives. Number one is indoctrination. Number two, training, and number three, sexualization. <laughs> they sure ain't lying. They sure ain't lying about hey, that one. Hey, Moriaria, let me ask you mm-hmm. something. What's up with your damn police department down there in uh, Tennessee? Y'all hear about that That white police uh, girl was fucking all them damn police, black police officers? What's up with that? No, I ain't heard that one. Yeah, it was a lady in Tennessee. Matter of fact, I got the video. Um, shit, it was down there in uh, Tennessee. Matter of fact, I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pull it up. It was in um, damn Tennessee. Uh, damn. Uh, let me uh, look this shit up. Uh, it was down there. Uh, but hell, it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, it was a husband of Tennessee, five officers. I, I put up on NBC um, News. It says five officers fired as a sex scandal ruled Tennessee Police Department. And it says a Tennessee Police Department was in turmoil Tuesday <laughs> following allegations that at least five of his male officers had sex with a female officer both on and off the job. It, but it was a white, small white lady and a bunch of niggas that was gone with her. Yeah. yeah. Damn. 
I hear it that one. Hey, uh, B Wise says she had the she had the blue light special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was a ugly, she was a ugly looking white girl too. They don't give a, they don't give a damn. Yeah, sure, man. Man. it was a little tiny white girl. I don't know her name was Megan Hall, and her husband Jedediah was fired from the L.A. Virgin PD. After a probe found she engaged in sex relations with multiple officers. And it was a damn Spanish one, a black one, and a couple of black ones. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how old she looked like she was young as shit. But, uh, yeah, she was, uh, I don't know what's up with your police department, but, yeah. It was uh some it was some it was something going on. I, my father, I'm gonna send this shit to you. Well, you know Black Lives Matter. Well, you know Black Lives Matter said they want to defund the police, so that was her way of paying them <laughs> off. And, you know, giving them some special benefits since you know they they started defunding them and shit losing benefits. So uh, you know, gotta yeah. give them some benefits to stay on the job some kind of way. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean. It's, it's it's crazy though, man. Be wise, I, so hey, brother, hey, right fast. He said they be freaky. He said they serve and protect with condoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, they tell you put the hand behind your back. <laughs> yeah. They said, Mister God damn. They enjoyed patting yeah. her down, didn't they? Did her cabin. Like I'm trying to buy a house and my property value costs are going down. 
that shit ain't cool. And that's what people don't think about, like, again, with all the crime. If you if you buying a house, you're working hard and going out here and, you know, to provide for your family, buying houses and, you know, buying property. But then there's a lot of crime that's happening around your, your community and all your investments. Like I said, you can't sell your house. You maybe got a, you know, I'm just saying $130,000 $130, house, but then all this goddamn crime going around it and shit. You trying to sell it, a motherfucker won't even give you thirty thousand. That is not cool, man. You know, and 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 you trying to tell people about it, like saying this is why. Again, you trying to let people know not only that, but how they hurting each other, but at the same time, what what's what's happening to the community with the property values and things. But they don't want people don't want to hear that shit. Like, man, you know, people gonna be people, whatever, man. You know, it's you know, damn y'all, it's it's, it's so. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's hard to help us. But you know what? If anything, today, now, I got to say this one right back. We got three minutes. Now, the Israelites always try to use. And now, we know we said we Israel. Now, y'all, how the hell y'all, claim, y'all claiming to be Israelite? Y'all talk hard on goddamn Israelite. They, they don't get no pass either. Yeah, we'll say we Israel, but we ain't going to get no motherfucking no pass. Like I said, we nobody nobody get no pass. But they, hey, they no. Like, but here's something now. Now, black, like, the Israelites like to use this and talk about Deuteronomy 28, prove that we the Israelites. That's what they always say. They prove that we the Israelites. I was, and y'all already know, I already get a win against that. Uh, Liberation Tabernacle, y'all, we went against that whole Deuteronomy, broke that down and said, no, nah, that's, that's a bunch of But anyway, uh, y'all got to check that out on our YouTube channel, Liberation Tabernacle. That, that Deuteronomy 28 trying to prove, that's, that's a bunch of BS. But anyway, right fast, here you go. I would use anything to say re- the reason that black people are the true Israelites because the Bible speaks about Israel being a hard-headed, stiff-necked people. Don't want to listen to nothing. If that ain't our goddamn people, I tell you. If that ain't black folks right there, because we talk about in, in, in uh, uh, Ezekiel uh, chapter 3, when he told Ezekiel, I need you to go to these people. But they are hard-headed. Now, that's what the scripture said about the most I said. But they are hard-headed, stiff-necked people. They don't want to listen to me. But I know it's going to be hard for them to listen to you. These people are hard-headed, rebellious nation. Now, if, 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 if anybody fit that damn description, that's us. I don't give a damn how much you show us, how much you try to tell us. And like they said, man... Uh, people, uh, uh, my people are lost for the, uh, uh, a life of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. That's, man, that's us all goddamn day long. Damn that Deuteronomy 28. Excuse me, I ain't mean to say it like that. But forget Deuteronomy 28 trying to use that. That's what you better be using. A hard-headed, stiff-necked-ass people. Because we can kill each other yeah. in Chicago, Mississippi, everywhere, all damn day long. And people be trying to tell you how y'all genociding each other. I- they were trying to uh, genocide you, but you tell your own people, y'all genociding each other. White folks ain't got to do a goddamn thing. You doing it to each other. Oh, no, man. See, it ain't like that, bro. What, what, what is it then? What is it? If you're not genociding yeah. your own cell, what is it? The Klan having a – the Klan don't retire right now. Klan sitting back. Shit, they don't hung their goddamn hoods up. They don't throw them motherfuckers away. They don't even need them no more. The clan don't say fuck it. We don't retire. They they drawing their pensions right now. <laughs> if they could draw up, they drawing their pensions. They don't chill the hell out. What the hell is the clan? It's the hell, the clan. The clan in these organizations. Uh, Elijah <laughs> Muhammad. Then they give a lot. Then Elijah Muhammad. 
we, we ain't gonna say yep. that out. But yes, sir, bro. It's great. It's what? says a war. <laughs> we're gonna be back in the house, y'all. We had to come in here and let y'all know, man. We back in the house. Yeah, we're gonna get ready to get up out of here, man. It's nine o'clock. Be wise, man. Was in the chat room. Preach to uh, be wise in the house. Be wise as a serpent. Chopping it up in the chat room. I ain't did the chat room in a long time. I want to start keeping this chat room open too. Yeah, we're gonna start doing this. Uh, he said they got Negroes on cruise control. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yep. Yes, man, we're gonna start keeping this chat room open. But uh, you gonna take us out? You wanna take us out with some words or something? You got something to take us out of here, brother? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, kick y'all heads, Miss Tor, cause like I said, man. This world right now is a fucked up world, man. Y'all is about the only thing we got. This tonight is probably the only thing keeping me alive right now. So with that, like I said, man, uh, this is uh, Live 5 Radio. Glad to be back. Kwame Ashala. Uh, check us, our YouTube page, our Liberation Tab Nakaya. Check out the talk shoot, Liberation Tab Nakaya. This is the Rabbi David Israel Amore and uh, my brother in this truth, in this ministry, Amore R.E.I. Israel. And uh, I would like to say Torah to the Rabbi Adonai and Kwame Ashala and rise Israel, rise tonight. So take us out with these lines. Yes, sir. Now I got to pull them back up. Shit, my bad. Now, damn, day. I'm slipping, I'm slipping, I'm slipping. Let me get it right fast. Oh, you good. Yes, sir. All right, peace, fam. Peace. See y'all next time right here on Culture Freedom Radio, Line 5 Radio, Been in the House. Peace.